Welcome to the Health Science Coach Podcast. My name is Drew Garner, and I'm a health science and physical education teacher. This is a podcast to help students, parents, and recent graduates learn about pathways into healthcare and sports medicine careers. These industry professionals lay out how their experiences have helped them get to where they are now. If you enjoy this content, please subscribe to the channel or download through your podcast player. Thanks again for spending some time with us today. Now let's dig in. Today we get the pleasure of meeting with Gabe Pena. Gabe is a recent graduate and completed his physical therapy assistant program at Kansas City, Kansas Community College. Gabe, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for spending some time with us to talk about your education and you know how you kind of got to where you are. Um, can you give us a little detail about your experience at KCK and what a physical therapy assistant does? Yeah, so uh, KCK, um, it was really helpful. It kind of helped me kind of when I was enrolling there that the person that was helping me enroll was actually the director of the program at the time. Okay. So she kind of got me set up with all the classes I needed, with all the prereqs and all that I needed to actually get into the program. Um, so that was really nice. And then while in the program, like all the professors like are, are really helpful. It helps that like they're small class sizes, like they only let in about 20 students every semester. Right. Um, but yeah, and as far as, I mean, it's def it's definitely hard, uh, a pro hard program. They had uh, kind of a, a decent dropout rate just because of how hard it was to kind of get through some of the sections and stuff like that. Or, but they definitely give you plenty of opportunities to pass those tests because I know with each yeah. exam we were given at least one more retry to you know okay. restudy to pass all that stuff and that was nice and throughout the whole two-year program we were given a single third chance to, re to retake any test if we did happen to fail it a second time so that was really nice never had to use that luckily but right but yeah yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so as a physical therapy assistant, what what are what do you guys do? Like what was your kind of your experiences with your rotations? We'll talk more about the rotations later, but as a physical therapy assistant, what is your primary job inside of different places that you've worked in? So yeah, I mean it doesn't vary too much from what you'd imagine a regular physical therapist would do. Um, the only things as far as what we can and can't do really is as a PTA, you can't really do evaluations just because that requires, you know, a physical therapy like doctorate and stuff like that. And other than that, maybe just a couple more advanced techniques here and there. But other than that, we can do pretty much anything within the plan of care that the PT sets for each of their patients. Okay. So usually how it'll go is like at my outpatient, um, if we saw a new patient, obviously the PT would see them first, kind of get uh, all their measurement, like how they're doing, what their issues are, what their strengths and weaknesses are, what needs to be worked on and, you know, go from there. And then the next time they could see, you know, either that same PT or PTA and they would just, you know, like I said, work within that scope, strengthen what needs to be strengthened, work on what needs to be worked on. And yeah. as long as they're, you know, they have reason to do what they're doing, um, it's perfectly fine to do, you know, most of anything. And then kind of same with, yeah. 
you can basically do everything except for that initial evaluation um, with them and the, and the, as well as the physical. Yeah, pretty much. And there's like a few like uh, like techniques that um, the state, or at least depending on the state, doesn't allow us. Like uh, one one example is like joint mobilizations. So they're like okay. graded in like grades one, two, three, and four. Um, as far as uh, like the what's it the physical therapy the board of healing arts is concerned like as a PTA you can do grades one and two and in some states you can do three but okay. in other states you can't and PTs can do like all the grades they can do kind of those higher more uh, rigorous joint mobilizations yeah that makes a lot of sense so graduated Turner High School class of 17 you went up to William Jewell uh, to initially start your college career uh, swimming scholarship Correct. Yep. Yep. Um, so, how did uh, that transition from going from Jewel, while well, your time at Jewel, to uh, wanting to go into PT school or physical therapy assistant school? Uh, well, initially um, going into Jewel, I had thought I wanted to kind of go into like nutrition and stuff okay. like that, and it wasn't until probably half halfway through. So, like after the first full semester into the winter that I realized like I kind of didn't I did some more research on it really and I just right. kind of figured out it's not really what I wanted I wanted something that was more you know more of an active hands-on job and whereas being like a dietitian or a nutritionist wasn't too much like that it's kind of more like you know a desk job and kind of right and at the time, I was doing some PT with our physical trainer at Jewel, just because I had okay. uh, some issues, and I worked with her a few times. And I just liked the the variability of you know what you can do with people, and like what how many different ways there are to get from like you know point A to point B, and right. like you know this and it's this a lot like going on, and then you know. Then I tried to switch my track onto like uh, physical therapy, but uh, Jewel didn't really have, you know, a great kind of track for me to go on. So I decided that it wasn't really worth, you know, staying there longer for something else. And so I just kind of transferred and kind of found, uh, you know, a physical therapy program that would work for me. And luckily I found Casey, the one at KCK. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of mentioned KCK a little bit before about what you guys did there. Um, yeah. How many credit hours is it to get your PTA uh, degree? Oh, credit hours. I think um, before you go into the program, I think you need at least like, I want to say it was about 60 credit hours, just okay. with like general prerequisites like uh, comp. Um, I think the highest math you need is like college algebra, you need like public speaking and like a history credit and all that stuff, as well as like psych credits and all that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then while you're there, um, you said it was a two year program, right? Yes. Okay. How many credit hours about do you uh, take per semester during that program? So during the program, Let's see, so, so the way they kind of split up the program is you're technically only taking like 
two two classes like per semester so like my first semester semester we had clinical skills one which was a class that only met like once a week and then the rest of the week we had uh fundamentals and then from there from that after that first semester you go into clinical skills two and then you go into like the spine and you just learn all the stuff about the spine and from there you go into clinical skills three and into upper extremity then lower extremity and then clinical skills uh four yep and then after that on your last semester you go into neuro and patho and then you do uh your first like a short term uh clinical rotation before that semester okay okay so that i see how it's kind of broken up per semester by skill yeah. that's pretty cool um so while you were there you did some rotations uh let's talk about your time spent at lawrence memorial hospital um okay. you know your first clinical rotation you're in you know going into the uh outpatient therapy area over there what were some of the things that you really kind of took home uh or really remembered um as a part of that experience um that one was pretty interesting so it was it was an outpatient uh kind of clinic and so it was pretty small it was more like kind of like a small town clinic uh and it was just so it was myself and just the pt there there okay. was it was just me and him and uh, i mean it was definitely something to get used to at first because if you're not used to dealing like with patients and managing them and because like you have this full like, schedule of people you're seeing like almost back to back to back and then right. while you're working with them doing like what they need to do you're also like writing a daily note you know on how they're doing that day what their treatments how their treatments going and all that stuff but i guess what i really took away is kind of what kind of clinician i'm I was going to be or I am going to be, which was I was more like technical. I was able to like, you know, adapt to something differently and kind of just go like basically just get used to the clinic setting, which is okay. which is what that clinic rotation was really used for, just to kind of get our feet wet a little bit. And I mean, really, depending on your CI, so our clinical instructor. Uh, you were either just shadowing like the full two weeks or in my case, I started seeing one patient uh, towards the end of the first week. And it was like, it was a, it was a pretty uh, simple, he was a high school student and he had like a patella dislocation that was near, near the end of, you know, being fully rehabbed. Uh, so I got to work with him a bit and kind of come up with my own plan and figure some of that stuff out. So that was really cool. Okay, yeah. So you were there for two weeks. That makes a lot of sense being able to just kind of step in, see how the clinic is run, learn about the different procedures and policies they have there. Um, yes. Your second uh, clinical rotation uh, was at Advanced Physical Therapy up in North Kansas City. Uh, was that a two week one as well? So that was a seven week one. Okay. Yeah, so that was really, that was really nice. Um, it was kind of a little hectic the first two weeks just because I started with a different CI than I finished with. And that's just because the first CI was, he had 
been offered like a different job opportunity and they had known that before I was going there. So I was kind of with him and he was kind of just like, he, he would travel to all the clinics. So there was one in Overland Park. There was one in North KC. Uh, yeah. And then there was like a third, a third one. I forget where it was, but yeah, after that, um, I was mainly at the North one and I was okay. with a PT there. So I started with the PTA and I uh, got moved over to one of the PTs at the North clinic. And it was, so like I said, this was like a general orthopedic. So a lot of, a lot of knee replacements, shoulder repairs, low back pain, ankles, ankle issues, stuff like that. Um, what I really liked about this, like that rotation was I learned like how to actually do like so, a lot of soft tissue massage, a lot of like cross friction massage, trigger point therapy, which, yeah, yeah which if you like, if you haven't like done it before on like a unhealthy patient, like we, we definitely practiced it in class, like in lab, but it's not nearly the same as when you actually have someone who has like a really tight like IT band and you can actually feel the tautness of it. And then, you know, once you do like trigger point, you can kind of like feel it release. Which I think, which with the first few times it happened, I was kind of like almost shocked a bit. <laughs> but right. I didn't expect yeah. it to do that. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I have had some experience with you know that tight IT band, and once you really feel it release, there's a big difference. Yeah. In that feeling. Um, so you were there during that time. You got to kind of experience the the outpatient uh portion of that with advanced physical therapy and, and uh after that you had another your third rotation at the kansas rehab hospital uh how long was that time that one was seven weeks also seven weeks also okay so you were going over to topeka for seven weeks um what kind of experience did you have there and what kind of takeaways do you have like stuff that you learned about how you wanted to become a, a PT or a physical therapy assistant and kind of your style. Yeah, so so that so that rotation at KRH was vastly different from what I experienced at Advanced PT just because it was it was a subacute hospital, so you're dealing with a lot of patients with comorbidities such as like heart issues, respiratory issues, uh, post-COVID. Um, diabetes too and stuff like that so yeah it's a lot different especially since you know outpatient you people are coming because they want to come to therapy and then you know sometimes you have to kind of talk patients into doing therapy in a hospital type setting which can be kind of difficult at times once you like but once you get used to it you can kind of learn to navigate those situations but there I worked with a lot of uh, post-stroke patients, um, okay. a lot of like TBIs, um, amputations and stuff like that. Um, what was really interesting, uh, I got to work with a couple patients who had Guillain-Barre syndrome, which if you don't know what that is, it's just like, uh, just like, there's not really like an known cause, but like, it's just, it's sudden onset and it attacks like your, um, ACH in your spinal cord and basically you just lose muscle control in your limbs and stuff and basically it gets to a point where you know you 
are completely dependent almost on a respirator and you basically have to build all that muscle control back up. So I got to work with uh, three different patients that had that. Uh, so that was really interesting. It was really kind of fun to kind of work, find ways to work around that. And since this this place was very busy, so they had, I think, like three different teams and just in the physical therapy department. And, you know, I was on like my own little team with, you know, we had a designated PT, an OT, um, speech therapist, stuff like that. So that was kind of interesting because sometimes you have to do co-treatments like at the same time and you know at different times of the day you have to kind of communicate because sometimes some patients will be good in the morning but you know by the end of the day uh, they'll kind of be fatigued because each patient at this hospital is getting three hours of uh, PT a day or therapy a day split between yeah PT, OT, and speech. Yeah so it was really important with all that communication and all that and it also helped me, um, especially in that setting, you have to have a lot of a backup plans <laughs> because yeah. you yeah. might have to, you know, like, you know, you can look at a note and a chart and like review it, but it's not going to be the same from day to day. So you kind of have to be like, okay, I'm going to start with this. If this doesn't go well, I'm going to, you know, go on to this. If they're feeling tired for this. I got it. It's, but yeah, it's just right. a lot of stuff like that. But it, it's, it's fun yeah. once you kind of get into it. I think I think like what you were saying, you know, learning how to communicate with those other different types of therapists and, you know, use that time effectively that you have with each patient is pretty important. Yeah. Um, so we kind of talked about how you got into physical therapy or one being interested in it. You know, you were getting treatment yourself, like you said. Um, why, why physical therapy? I mean, why not? Uh, some other t form of therapy or some other type of schooling to go into getting your PTA initially. Um, how do you see yourself in your future jobs being able to uh, to use and utilize your skills that you've learned? Um, <clears throat> well, to answer your first, uh, so PTA initially, well, I mean, I like personally I had kind of like a decent background in just you know physical like exercise and stuff like that and I mean I, I was pretty good with like anatomy and stuff like that and just you know knowing how that stuff works and I guess there's a lot of variability in this kind of field like I was saying earlier like no patient's the same you could have two different people come in exact same like diagnosis but they're not gonna rehab the same way so right. you know it's not just you know you come in like to work every day and it's the same thing same thing it's always something different and you're always having to like problem solve and like uh, come up with creative ways to you know get someone better and that's kind of the, the rewarding part of it at all that's really gratifying seeing someone go to where they can't do something where they can do something and that's because you had a direct impact on them right and as far as like if in the future and like what i'm gonna do uh as far as this career so one thing with pt well physical therapy and physical therapy assistance is um you have to like continue doing like continue education courses and you have to like uh i think it's like every two years when you renew you have to 
you know, have these uh, CEU courses, you know, done, turned in. And so what a lot of PTAs will do is they'll end up specializing in, you know, either one or a couple different areas. Like at KRH, they were, everyone that worked there, at least in the physical therapy, they specialized in stroke, uh, TBIs, uh, and Parkinson's. So they all had taken, you know, classes um, during their their stay at there to kind of be specialized in those kind of areas, which I think is really interesting because even at Advanced PT, one of the PTAs there had just finished uh, doing like a hand special specialization. So okay. she kind of has been had been doing courses on that to kind of, you know, learns different things to like work on people that had like either wrist or hand issues. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as far as physical therapy assistant, uh, what kind of misconceptions do you think might be out there as someone that doesn't know about what a PTA versus a PT may be, um, or just as a misconception about PTA in general? Um, well, the big one that I think I've heard and I've heard like other people in my class get is that just because you have that like assistant tacked on to your name, people don't think you're as capable of like treating them as a PT would, even though we're trained in a lot of the same things. Uh, so I think I'm pretty sure I think one of one of my classmates was uh, with treating a patient and uh, I forget what she said, but the patient had said something about how, oh, so you're not a real PT, you're just an assistant. I'm like, no, and then like her, P her CI had to like clear up all that stuff. Like, no, they went to school for this, like they're trained, like they know right. all this stuff. So yeah, so it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's just something you gotta kind of deal with. But I mean, luckily it doesn't happen too often. And, you know, people actually like do, do like, Either they won't even like like think about it just because like they're there to get treatment and whatever, but like they'll like see that what you're doing is actually working with them and and they'll kind of be like, oh, like you're really helping me. You're like doing all this stuff and it'll just kind of be like a switch in their head. But yeah, yeah see, that's oh, the I biggest one. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that that makes a lot of sense. As you were saying that, I was kind of thinking like you know, physician assistant or a physician, kind of the same sort of thing. Right. Um, as well as a nurse or a, you know, the nurse anesthetist, that all kind of yeah, just yeah, yeah. specialization and that kind of thing. Um, so going through, through school and after graduation, what's something that you're most proud of accomplishing uh, as far as getting through school? Um. I say honestly, just <laughs> actually getting through the program, because like like I said, there was like because we had heard from like cl the classes before, like semesters before us, like oh there was a decent dropout rate. Like my class, we started with twenty two, and two two of them were actually just carry over from the class above us, and we we ended up finishing with uh, eighteen. So we only lost four in the two years, but we like I think a class one or two classes above us. I think they had like started with like eighteen or twenty, and they finished with seven. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, and 
but yeah, so that was kind of like daunting at first, but uh, I mean, luckily we, like, I got through it and stuff like that, especially the last like two semesters, or I say second, second to last semester is probably one of the hardest, which is neuro and patho. And just because our exams were like every Friday. So we would spend like Monday through Thursday, well, in that weekend, like studying this new section. And then Friday, we'd take our exam. And then after the exam, we, we'd go over it and then we'd get a new section, have time to look over it over the weekend. And then we have those four days. And like, they weren't small sections either. Right. Like they were very, they were like packets. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you were able to go back and do something differently through this educational experience that you've had, is there anything that you would change or maybe address earlier? Um, I'd probably say going just straight out of graduating high school from you know 17 to now i'd say probably just you know doing more research on what i wanted to do like okay. i kind of went into like after high school went into like thinking oh this is what i want to do without actually looking into it as much just because i thought oh like it's it sounds interesting to me and that's what I think I'd want to do without actually like doing any, like I said, research about the job, uh, specific demands or doing any kind of like internships or shadowings before. And yeah. Yeah, I like that. Idea. I mean, being able to shadow is something that's very important and, you know, kind of help people learn about what what it is to be that type of degree is, you know, why we're having this conversation to help yeah. these people students and teach them about things that they could be looking for uh, during their time in either high school or early on in college. Um, we kind of talked about professional development. You talked about that and about going to different classes. Um, as far as certifications, you have your PTA certification and your first aid CPR certification. What are some of the uh, interests that you may have of getting certified either from CEU classes or just general interest as yourself? Um, I wasn't quite sure yet, just because, I mean, there's obviously a lot you could kind of go into, either ranging from, you know, a specific area of the body being, the, you know, like spine or shoulder, or, you know, hip and knees, to from, like, specific uh, diagnoses, like I said, like stroke, um, or, like, with, like, Parkinson's, they have, like, a certification that's called, like, big and loud just because for Parkinson's patients, it's really hard for them to create like these big movements just because due to like how it's affected their uh, cerebral column. So there's like a special certification to be able to do that stuff. Um, I think I'd probably enjoy like some of like, you know, the bigger like joint stuff, like doing maybe like shoulders and hands like I, cause I got to work with a few hands and not a whole lot at my outpatient clinic. And it was really interesting just because like the, the bit, like the big muscles and stuff, like those aren't too hard to kind of grasp. So you can kind of, you know, figure out your way around them, but then you get to like, you know, the intrinsic like stuff in your hands and like your wrists and there's like a lot going on. 
So right. that might be interesting to do also. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so then career goals, you know, you're just fresh out of school, you just graduated. Um, what are some of your career goals? Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Um, hopefully working, you know, at, in some kind of setting that I do enjoy. Um, I know in the first, uh, you know, a few years here, I'll probably, you know, find somewhere to kind of just get experience with, uh, and then probably eventually, you know, after I do have some better experience to look for like a, I guess, a more of a job that would suit me better or that would interest me more that I'd like to, you know, do that. Um, I have looked into possibly doing like a traveling PT at some point, which I think would be very interesting. Just kind of yep. going to different places and also kind of help me gather like more experience in different areas. Yeah, so I think like that's that. really cool. I know as far as tra the nursing and nursing world, traveling nurses, you, they really are looking for those people that have uh, at least one or two years of experience for the most part. Yeah. Because you are getting into a setting where you have to know the procedures of the the floor that you're on and that kind of stuff. I'm sure yeah. kind of somewhat similar for that. But I think being a travel PTA at a younger age, um, you know, you don't have any responsibilities to anybody but yourself. Uh, I think that'd be really cool to be able to do. Um, what do you wish you would have known while you were in high school other than like what you talked about, about doing some job shadowing and looking at different careers in demand. Um, what's something you wish you would have known in high school that you think could help you in your career now? Um, I'd say probably just what it actually takes to get to that, you know, that end goal, that career that you want. Because like coming out of like in high school, I guess, like you're not, I don't want to say you're not pushing yourself to like get through high school, but you, you know, you're kind of on a routine from like a very young age, you go to school and it's kind of like what they expect of you, it becomes normal. But like, once you get out, like the only one that's going to like really like push you is going to be you. Like you might have people like telling you, oh, you should like do this, do this. But at the end of the day, it's your choice. Like you have to want to do something and you have to know how to get from like point a to point b and what you need to do what kind of classes you need to take and stuff like that so i i mean if i i would have liked to like have known some kind of or at least have some kind of grasp on what it takes to get to that end goal yeah absolutely um so then as far as advice for a high school student let's picture one of my kids you know that's uh, a junior or a senior one of my students that says, I want to be a physical therapy assistant. What are some things that you would want to, or bits of information you would want to tell them about uh, either school or what they should be doing in high school to help prepare them to get ready for that? Um, well, probably the most important thing is just research. Make sure it's what you want to do. Make sure that you're going to want to do it. For in the long run because it, I mean the end goal like I said it's, it's going to be your career it's what you're going to be doing every day so you know shadow do all that stuff make sure that it's something that you actually want because you know 
a lot of people when they're thinking about like jobs they see it at like a surface level but they don't see kind of like all the small like nitpicky stuff that you have to do like for right. physical therapy it's like doing daily notes so you have to every every single patient you see in that day you have to write a note about you know how they're doing what you did in that session um why you did it in that session what you want to do next time and stuff like that so that's you know this is it's like paperwork like yeah. no one no one sees paperwork but they see like people like doing jobs yeah. so yeah just say yeah make sure it's something you want to do uh next part of advice is for that uh freshman in college you know somebody that's just started kck or another program for pta um but they're in school they're just starting the program what kind of uh, advice would you have for that student um i'd say really just figure out how you learn figure out like what works best for you because definitely during this program i had to figure that out for myself i had to figure out the best way that i learned this material which it's as far as like the material in the program some concepts are hard but once you get them it's not too bad the real thing with knowing this stuff is memory just because there's such an abundance of information you have to take in and you know not a whole lot of time but you know whether it's you know learning with flashcards whether it's literally memorizing what's written on every single page or memorizing concepts or something like that um, yeah so figure out the best way you can learn because i mean no one knows you better than yourself so you know lean on your strengths try and work on your weaknesses but just try and figure out what you can do to better get you to where you want to go yeah absolutely um so then you had to after you graduate or took all the classes you graduated you had to take a uh exam to become certified right yep. so you have your physical therapy assistant uh, certification exam what advice would you have for a student that is preparing to take that test um so the uh so the program itself does pretty good about prepping you so like right after we finished our final rotation uh the very week after we had like a a board prep week where we just kind of reviewed everything from musculoskeletal to uh, diseases and uh, pathologies and stuff like that and clinical skills kind of stuff just to kind of help mm -hmm. us prepare and um they actually give you a prep book that's included with like the tuition and stuff like that. Uh, but other than that, just put your, like make a schedule for yourself because after that like board prep week, it's really easy to not want to study. Yeah. So you kind of gotta, you know, set aside time to, you know, I'm gonna study this section today, you know, study this section tomorrow, review that section the next day, have a rest day and then, you know start again up until boards because i had to wait yeah. a good three four weeks to take those boards and okay. it was a long three weeks yeah i can imagine especially you know after already graduating and taking all the yeah. classes 
you have to wait that time to go take another test uh, and then study everything that you've learned over the last two years. Um, so yeah, you passed, you got your certification, everything's awesome, you finished that up. Um, during your time at, uh, in school and while you were doing your rotations, was there any specific type of um, modality therapy that you liked uh, to use or maybe a piece of equipment that you thought was really cool? Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. So, yeah, the, I, I got to use actually a lot of different modalities at uh, advanced physical therapy. So at least a couple of different times a day, I would use a lot of like uh, e-stim, so electrical stimulation uh, for patients or ultrasound. And uh, let's see, like it's called like low level laser therapy, yeah. which just kind of helps. Uh, with like uh, inflammation, chronic or acute pain and stuff like that. So that was that was very interesting. And then, yeah, just a lot of hot, hot packs, cold packs, stuff like that. But yeah, I'd say E-STEM is probably one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I had the chance to use that quite a bit when I was in college yeah. <laughs> as a pitcher, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so then, um, somebody that's getting ready and interested in being a physical therapy assistant, is there any type of book that you might recommend to, to somebody, uh, to learn more about the profession? Um, I don't know about a book specifically, or, just or because it's adding class that you, you thought was good. Oh, um, there's a there's a lot. I don't think about <laughs> studying those too much, but because uh, it's just it's so vastly different from reading it to actually doing it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't have like a specific book, but I'd say, like I said before, you know, do some research on it. Find a place to shadow at because uh, like that's where you're you'll get the most out of what you'll do in this career right uh, finding someone else who's already doing it or can kind of explain how it works probably gonna mm -hmm. be the best way for you to kind of figure out if it's for you yeah absolutely um so then two more questions and i know you got stuff to do later on the rest of the day um so our trainer here at the high school, Linda, you know her, um, mm -hmm. she kind of came up with this question for us. It's if you like or if you dislike blank, then this is not the right career path for you. So as an athletic trainer, she said, if you dislike feet because of all the feet taping and ankle taping and that kind of stuff, this is not the career path for you. So, so far in your experience, if you dislike blank, being a physical therapist assistant is not the career path for you. Um, it's probably a few things if you're not a people person, because you definitely will have to, you know, make small talk from time to time with patients and, you know, depending on the setting, you know, the, some of the, those patients will kind of go on and on and you basically just have to be there and listen and respond and stuff like that. Um, any kind of physical contact because <laughs> you do have to do a lot of hands-on work. Right. Uh, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, so to bounce off of that, if you do like blank, then being a physical therapist assistant might be the right career path for you. I'd say if you like problem solving, honestly, because yeah. like I said, there's a lot of different things, uh, different patients, different diagnosis, diagnoses, uh, different pathologies you have to work on from a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, none of them are going to be exactly the same. You know, you're going to have to come up with uh, creative ways to get someone to do something, whether it's, you know, something as simple as getting out of bed to climbing up on a stair. And you're going to have to work on, you know, progressions, regressions, seeing like if this, like they could be perfectly fine with, you know, walking 100 feet one day, but then the next day, you know, they maybe can't do as much. So you kind of got to shift your attention to what's what's going on with them that day and kind of base it around that. Yeah, absolutely. Being able to adapt and change in any type of hospital situation, physical therapy type settings is very important. Uh, yeah. So then last question I have for you is if you have a mantra or quote that you kind of live your professional uh, or will live your professional work life through. Um, I'd probably say that like, like just because like if you stumble, there's like something in your path, something, something like that, an obstacle, like and you end up, you know, failing, like it's not the end of the road like keep on going the only yeah. thing that's gonna make you fail is you so as long as you don't stop trying to you know get to where you're going like it might take a, it might take a little longer than you expected it might not you know be the exact path you imagine but you're gonna get there you're gonna get somewhere and that's better than you know where you are after that failure absolutely Gabe, really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about uh, your experiences at, at KCKCC and physical therapy assistant program there. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much.